Hey, it's Brian Zanato here with another episode of the Purposeful Parenting Period podcast. Today, I'm talking with Justin Bat. He's the owner of Daddy Saturday, a service platform, which includes books, memberships, digital products, group coaching. And the overarching goal of this is to impact 10 million fathers in the next 10 years and end fatherlessness. And the concept originated from Justin's own Saturday adventures with his four children, their names are Hayden, Olivia, Blaine, Mason, and Easton. Um, he also has an impactful TED Talk where he stresses the importance of being intentional as parents. Um, so I definitely look forward to our talk, Justin. Thanks so much for being on. Yeah, Brian, thanks for having me. And as you might hear in the background from time to time, it's it's summertime. So the kids are home, the dogs are running around, and uh, life's in full action. So you may hear some background noise, but that's our controlled chaos here. Yeah. All right, great. Um, so let's just jump right to the first question. Um, Justin, what do you say is your general philosophy as a parent and how does this tie in with your philosophy as a person? That's a great question. And I feel like, um, you know, parenting, I have two main philosophies that I'll, I'll say parenting to me or being a father in particular, it's an assignment. And I view my role as an assignment. It's my job to identify the the calling, the character traits, the um personality, the, the gifting of my children and help encourage and foster that and develop that so they can go out and be world changers when they get older um, and raise good kids who become great adults that are productive members of society. I think the other thing that I would say is that I also believe within parenting that far more is caught than taught and that it is our responsibility as parents to model what we want to see in our children, uh, to model the values, the behaviors, the to set the example, to set the stage, to help them and encourage them along that path of becoming good kids that ultimately become great adults. Awesome. Awesome. And then with all that in mind too, um, if you can pinpoint one or two uh, character traits that you definitely want to instill in your children, what do you think that they would be? I think one would be resiliency. I think it's really important in today's world. It's a hard world. Uh, I often say fatherhood is no longer a playground. It's a battleground. I would say the same thing for, for childhood for a lot of kids and with fatherlessness at the rate that it is and, um, the challenges that kids face in our world today as they grow into young adulthood and eventually adulthood, they have to be resilient. They have to be able to overcome obstacles and overcome challenges and to push through hard, hard times and do hard things. And so having that uh, core trait of resiliency is going to help them become um, successful and productive in their young adult and adult life. So I think that's one. The second one would be the fact that um, we actually encourage failure in our family. I think it's very important to fail early and fail often and learn the, the process of, of managing success, but also recovering from and, and overcoming failure. And the, there's a lot of parents who, you know, you hear the helicopter parent, the bulldozer parent, the snowplow parent, whatever the name is, and they try to prevent their kids from failing and do everything for their kids or uh, because of their kids. And instead of doing it with their kids as a guide and helping them uh, discover success and failure on their own and then encouraging through that process. And so I think failure is a really important component of any child's life and a character trait that they need to learn how to fail forward, fail fast and recover from failure. And ultimately that'll lead them to success later on in life because it's failure date's way different than failure at 28. And so they yes. fail early. It's typically inconsequential. Like I'm encouraging my daughter right now. She's starting her own business. And you know, we told her, I'm like, it's not even about the business you started. It's I actually hope that you you're going to have lots of micro failures along the way. I'm not hoping that you fail, but I'm hoping you have, you have lots of micro failures because you're going to learn so much about business and life and, 
and sales and marketing and all the different things, right? Just by trying and having those micro failures along the way. That's why we're encouraging her to be an entrepreneur. So failure is also a really important um, character trait. Yeah, great. Yeah, I mean, as you were saying, I think that that's so key is really just viewing failure as as an opportunity to learn. Um, and, and of course, that's closely tied in with um, the resilience piece that you mentioned too. And, and also, I, I do want to bring it back to something that you said in your TED Talk too, which I think ties in with this, where you were saying sometimes as parents, we, we try to be like the hero for our children. But I think a part of it is really enabling the child to, to, to be the hero for their own journey. Um, do, do, do you think that that aspect, being your own hero as a child, is uh, that tied in with learning how to fail too and, and going through tough um, times too? hundred percent. And, and look, a lot of people take that out of context, but at the same time, you know, I mean it to be a bit uh, provocative because father's day just happened. Right. And all you saw was the, I'm a hero dad, t-shirts and cards and coffee mugs everywhere. And I think that's wonderful, right? I mean, we are, as a dad, you are your kid's hero and you always will be. That's a given. That's a natural thing. As long as you're intentional and engaged in your life. And even if you're not, kids will still view you oftentimes as their hero, but the point isn't about dad being the hero. The point is about the kid uncovering success and failure on their own with the father there as a guide to guide yeah. them along the way. And why that's important is because um, as that child transitions and gets older, some things start to happen. One is that as, a, as the hero, that means you have a bit of an ego or an arrogance about you as a father. And so you prevent other men or other people from coming into your kids' lives who could teach them things or share them with experiences that you can't offer them. But by being the guide, you allow people to come in who can shepherd them in areas that you don't have expertise. Like I'm like the least handy guy in the world, right? Like Chip Gaines is who I aspire to be one day, but that's not my skill set. It's not what I grew up doing or learning around how to be a carpenter. And so um, if I want to build my kids an obstacle course or do something around the house or do a project together, um, I may not be the guy to be able to do that well. And so I bring other men into my kids' lives who can teach them how to hunt and fish and, and do projects and my kids have had some of the coolest experiences through other men who have been guides along the way. And it's allowed me to step back and just observe my kids and learn more about my kids in those scenarios. And it's a win-win-win, right? For all involved. The yeah. second piece of that is as the guide, when your kids get older, they don't need a hero at that point, right? You're, you're their dad, you're their hero, but they need a guide. They're making big life decisions. They're having you know, decisions with major consequences. They need someone who has life experience, who has wisdom, who can guide them through those, those major decisions in life circumstances and that's the role you need to play. But if you've played that role early on, it's a natural transition. If you haven't, and you've been the hero the whole time, then it's a more difficult transition. Mm -hmm. Your kid may not come to you. They may go to somebody else. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Yeah. And I think that that, that ties in with the idea too. Um, if a parent is always doing something for a child, um, then of course they, they won't have the, the experience of failing. And of course, at a certain age, parents can't do things for a child. A child has to be doing things for themselves. So I think, I think that it's really key um, at an early age to put a child in a controlled environment, perhaps where they fail um, and really just encourage them to, to maybe try to accomplish something that's maybe hard. So maybe knowing that they might fail or I'm um, just going through something that's a challenging thing and, and not kind of take the easy route. So, and for, for a parent out there, who's like trying to think of different ways to put a child in a controlled environment, maybe where they can fail, and uh, perhaps the child is like four or five or six. Um, is, is there like a certain example that, that you can mention where, where you put your child in a situation where you kind of knew that they might fail, but you did it so that they can learn through it? 
Yeah, I, I tend to put my kids in situations not where they might fail per se, but where they have to go through hard things and that develops that resiliency muscle. Um, they fail enough on their own just, yeah. just by being kids, right? That it's, um, you just got to be there to observe the failure and then help them have it as a learning moment and, and a moment where they move forward. And so I think what we do is um, there's some simple practical things you can do with your kids. One thing is we do something hard every day together. Um, and like most days before school, we go out and we have a large hill in front of our house. It's a quarter mile down and back. It's very steep at the top up by the house. And you know, you're, I don't care how good a shape you're in, your legs are burning and you're breathing hard at the top of the hill. We walk that hill every day. We call it our driveway devotionals. And on the hill, we talk about life. We talk about our faith. We talk about, you know, what's going on is enhance our communication, our relationship, but they do something hard that they probably didn't want to do every day before school. And then on Wednesdays, we have heavy day hump day where they carry sandbags. And I've got a hundred pound sandbag on my back. We do that same hill because sometimes life is really hard, right? And so in those moments, um, they just have been so accustomed to it that they just do it now and they push through it. But early on, there were plenty of times where they didn't want to do it or one of them would try to get out of it. And we would just move on and then they would eventually come join us. And we talk about, you know, the power of building that resiliency muscle and, and what those, those hill moments mean in life. And they have those moments to draw back on. So I think that the, the big thing for your kids is putting them in experiences, putting them in environments where they have the opportunity to succeed or fail, right? Yeah. That's the point. It's one or the other. And they have both have a learning mechanism built into them, but we tend to learn far more from our failures and our successes. So it's just being around your kids. It can be sports. It can be athletics or physical activity. It could be music. It could be art, theater, like whatever your kids are into um, business. It's just putting them in those environments where they have the opportunity to experience success or failure. And then you're there as the guide to help them learn from each one. Yeah. Great. Yeah, and one thing that I, that I love that you said is um, it's like when a child goes, goes through something that's challenging and maybe they, they make it through it. Um, they can kind of draw on that moment when they're going through something else too. So that's like use use your past experiences to build your resilience um, in the moment, or or to maybe achieve something that you're going through too. Um, so I think that all of that is great stuff. And yeah, um, it's really important to I want to hone in on that for a second because you you brought out a great point and it's fresh on my mind because just this weekend I have some some young men in town they're college age and they came in to grow spiritually, grow physically, and just be around us and our our family on our farm. And we went out and we did a I told him it was an eight mile uh, trail run and ended up being a 10.2 mile trail run. And so I tricked him a little bit. My nine-year-old Mason wanted to go with us. And I was like, Mason, man, it's like, this is a long run. And he's like, dad, I can do it. And I'm like, I know you can buddy, but like, if you slow us down, um, you're going to be alone in the woods. Like, what do we do? If you got to, you got to break off. Like, it's just not safe. I, we don't have an alternative. If you go, you're going to have to make it the whole way. I know you can do it, but you got to keep up with us. And he's like, I can do it, Dad. I said, all right, if you say you're going to do it, let's do it. So he ran all 10.2 miles and he kept wow. up with us at a nine minute pace. He's nine years old. Gosh. The furthest he ever <laughs> run was three miles, right? He ran six plus miles, seven miles more than he'd ever run in his life. Wow. And he did it with some guys that are in their 20s in great shape to play college basketball and with me. And so I was so proud of him. But we call that a lion's mane or a bear claw moment. You know, a story most people are familiar with from the Bible, David and Goliath, right? An iconic story. And when King Saul told David that he wasn't going to be able to kill the giant, David said, well, come look at my tent. I've killed a lion and I've killed a bear with my bare hands. I can do this and kill this giant. 
And so we call those in our family lion's mane or bear claw moments because now Mason has that moment to go back on the rest of his life. He can remember when he was nine years old and ran 10.2 miles, right? So yeah. think of what his ceiling is now. Think of what he was able to do now just because of that. And all I did was put him in the situation to have that experience and then give him a little bit of encouragement to push him along the way. And so that's a great example of, you know, putting your kids in a situation, letting them either succeed or fail. And, you know, either way, using that as a, a moment for growth. Great, great. Um, yeah, and I, I, I think it's so amazing that you're doing this at, um, at, at, at such an early age, too. And um, of course, you know, when so he, he did the 10 miles when he's nine, but I'm sure prior when he was five, six, seven, eight, there was more challenges that he did, you know, maybe going from like two miles to three miles or one mile to two miles. Um, so it's just like as, as you kind of grow that and you always kind of challenge your child to to uh, do more then eventually they're just they're just going to be doing more and more. Um, and like for you, do, do, do you think that as a parent, we definitely have to model that for our child, too, and just like put ourselves in challenging situations? And do you think a child should should kind of see us fail at things at times, too, and, and like see us go through some challenging and fail and then bounce back from that, too? Yeah, hundred percent, man. I mean, that's, that goes back to that first principle that I talked about far more is caught than taught. And with our kids, we can, we can try and tell them something a hundred times and you know how it is. You might tell them a hundred times as their dad. And then they, uh, they hear it from someone else one time and all of a sudden it's the gospel and they do exactly what that person said. And you're like, I've told you this like forever. And that's the way kids work. But I also feel like it's really important for them to see us modeling it. Um, nothing probably more important than right now with uh, technology, right? And as adults, the way that we use technology, the way we consume technology, um, the time we spend on technology, all those things are really important. And so our kids are watching us and they're modeling what we do. And so, you know, if I'm looking at my kids going, get off your iPads or get off your, get off your phones and, you know, go, out, go be active outside or go do something, but I'm sitting on my phone, scrolling through social media, right? I mean, that's the definition of hypocrisy. So yeah. I think it's really important, whether it's your physical health, what you eat, uh, your faith, your uh, use of technology, right? I mean, your financial, we let our kids very much into our finances and are teaching them a lot through um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad's cash flow game. And they have cash flow for kids, which is great. Um, there's things like that, right? Where your kids are catching what you do and they need to see that in, in practice. And I think nothing more important than letting your kids catch you with um, moments of, of failure, moments of integrity, and moments of um, forgiveness, I think those are three things that it's super important for your kids to model is seeing how you fail and recover and, and admitting like, look, I messed up. I made a mistake. Like last night we have a swimming pool and the pool was low and I turned the water on yesterday afternoon and then I forgot um, to turn the water off. So it ran all night long last night. It was overflowing the pool. I'm like, I'm such an idiot. You know, I can't believe I did that. And this morning I was telling the kids about it and, you know, admitted my failure. Like I made a mistake. Dad messed up. I'm the one that's accountable for it. But I showed them that principle of accountability, taking responsibility. And, you know, now I got a pair of water bills as a result of it. Yeah, I, I think I think the world would just benefit so much if if like every child was able to to push through failure and not see failure as a negative thing, too. Because, um, like, you know, as you were saying, failure is definitely an opportunity to learn and build that resilience too um so so like well, with that in mind too um how do you think that the world would be different if every child was resilient and was able to go through challenges and and not kind of be 
be fearful of, of going through something tough. How, how do you think that the world as a whole would just change from that? Well, I think that there, we need to, we need to take a step um, back before I answer that question and say, I think first thing we have to do is solve the fatherlessness epidemic because most of these kids aren't going to be able to learn uh, resiliency or to be able to push through some of those hard things because they don't have a father figure in their life who's modeling that for them. I think that's really hard, right. To yeah. do some of those things when you don't have that. And there's, it's a huge issue in our society, in our country, in our world. And so it's a big gap. And then it's also for the dads that are there that are physically present, but emotionally absent and stepping up, getting re-engaged in your families. So I think those are two really important things that we all need to work on and solve. And, and for us dads that are there in our families and are, are active with our own kids, it's important we look outside of ourselves and look for those single moms and those in our community, foster centers, things of that nature, where kids just don't have access to those kinds of dads and provide moments for them where they can learn those skill sets as we're teaching our own kids those behaviors. And look, like I'm far from the perfect parent. I'm far from the perfect father. I make mistakes all the time, but I'm active and I'm engaged. And at least I'm failing forward through fatherhood, which most of us do. We stumble our way through it. And I think that's a big piece of it. Um, If we were able to pull that off and, and really impact fatherlessness and also build those characteristics of resiliency and help our kids fail forward, fail forward and learn how to fail better. I think what you'd see is um, a lot more self-reliance, a lot less accountability on things like the government and uh, things like um, some of the, the social media and other things where we go to get our, um, our validation or affirmation. I think you'd see people who are far more accountable and you know, it would be an overall better world because you'd have people that have higher levels of integrity, higher levels of engagement, um, and you'd see the family structure and the family unit um, back where it should be. I, I definitely am with you on that. Um, I think, I'm not sure the like stat, but I know it's like maybe like 20 to 30% of children don't have, don't have um, a father. And that's really the biggest thing, especially, um, you know, if, if a child is, is growing up without a father, I mean, you know, the rates of going to prison is um, higher. The rates of pretty much everything is, is worse from that. Um, so of course that that's the number one thing you have to show, show up and then show out from there in terms of just being the best father that you can be. And um, like say, say a father maybe has to, has to work a lot and they don't have much time with the child. Um, ha- how do you think that a father can, can be like, can, can just make the most of like the one or two days that they have with the child? Yeah, that's a great question. I get asked the question a lot because people hear daddy Saturday and they immediately think that it's just about, you know, being dad on Saturday. And I'm like, no, it's a mindset. It's a lifestyle. It's the way you approach your kids and your roles, your assignment as a father with intentionality. I, I work with a lot of dads who are either in um, divorce situations or shared custody. And, you know, they may get their kids once a, once every other weekend for, you know, two days. And that's all that they have with their kids. And so what I tell them is, you know, look, the principles don't change. The time with your, your kids is so much more compressed that it's that much more important for you to be intentional. So the big thing is, is you need to be, by being intentional, that means you need to plan. It means you can't just like walk into being a dad with your kids. Like you have to actually think this thing out and build a strategy, build a long-term vision for where do you want to see your kids down the road as they enter into adulthood. And then you back that up and say, okay, now what do I need to do today to start putting those things in place to move them along that trajectory? And as a father, how can I make impact in that space? And so part of that's modeling like we talked about, but the bigger thing is, you know, we believe in creating epic experiences within Daddy Saturday. It's a big piece of that because it's about building the relationship through memories. And so the best thing you can do for your kids, if you're a dad that has limited time, is make a plan, solicit help, 
and then go out there and create epic memories with your kids so that they look back at the time that they have and they crave more of it. They have great memories from it. And you use those things as building blocks for that relationship because for a dad that has limited time in the dad who's in the home, right? He just may work a lot or may work yeah. an off shift or something where it's just hard to, to physically be there in front of his kids. I would say to that dad, um, look, don't make excuses, right? It's not about the, the quantity of time. It's about the quality of time. And so even if it's 15 minutes a day, if it's telling them bedtime stories at night and that becomes your thing, find your thing with your kids. Mine was Saturdays, still is Saturdays, but it can be something where it can be a short period of time during the day, um, during the week where you're just, you're there, you're fully present, you're fully engaged with your kids. They know they've got all of you. And I'm telling you, man, if it's 15 minutes of that, that can take the place of five hours of being around your kids, but not being engaged with them. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I think that what you're saying is so key too. Um, it's really just being our best self when we're with our children too. And that's something that you mentioned in your TED talk too, where you were kind of just explaining, like, don't don't kind of weigh yourself out during the week or um, during the day and then come home to your children and feel like that's time to just chill on the couch and just watch TV. Um, you know, of course, at times, if you need to rest or something, that's fine. But you uh, definitely want to value every second that you have with your child because, um, you know, at some point, the child is not going to be in the home and they're going to be out there in the world. Um, so I think that that's a great perspective to have for sure. Um, and Justin, uh, my second to last question is just how, how can people best connect with you either through social media or some other place? Yeah. So for daddy Saturday, DaddySaturday.com is the hub for all of our resources, ways you can sign up, get involved, uh, great tools, tips, tactics for dads to be more intentional, engage with their kids. And you can support our, we're a 501c3 nonprofit. So you can also support the ministry there as well. And then, um, for me personally, the best place is on LinkedIn at Justin Bat. All right, great. Yeah, I've definitely enjoyed our conversation. I definitely think that a lot of children are are missing um, that factor that, that that we've been talking about is just being able to go through some challenge and go through something hard and and not view that that tough thing in a negative way because um, you know tough things are really how you grow. Um, and like as you were saying, the more tough things that you do, then you can just keep on going through more tough things and just keep on raising the bar too. Yeah. So that's all great stuff. And my final question to you, Justin, um, if you can kind of wrap up all this to just say what your mission statement is as a parent, what do you think that that would be? Yeah. My mission statement is to raise kids who um, know who God is, know who they are and know what they're called to do. And if they have those three things and they're going to be a very confident, resilient, and well-centered um, child who becomes a strong adult and can make impact and be a force for good in the world. Awesome. Awesome. That's a great way to end it. Um, you know, every child know what their calling is and then try, try to get there as they grow older. Uh, so Justin, thanks so much for, uh, for being on the show today. Thank you, Brian. You're a rock star, man. Appreciate it. Thank you.